0: Gilberto Manzano, excuse me, man. I just almost coughed up uh, the coffee I just <laughs> drank. That's that's how much you choked me up, man. Uh, no, but he's a writer of Sports Illustrated, of course, MMQB as well. And you should check out his show uh, Compass on the Beat as well, so you can get that where you get your uh, your podcast. But you can also check it out on YouTube and watch it. Uh, Gilberto, you're always active too, man. You're you're a TikTok fanatic. You're doing really well on there, man. I appreciate it
1: i try scott and thanks for having me on ryan and scott in. and i think scott you got you got a little you know choked up after you saw the o in my last name or my first name is you know gilbert with the no gilberto yeah. and it's like yeah gilberto. Like, yeah a lot of people Come try on. to like try to do the 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 roll the Duh. r and then at the, r- the, o, the o comes in it's like ah crap, we oh, yeah. can't do this but i appreciate I know. the effort uh and yeah i try <laughs> to be on tiktok youtube you know whatever user nowadays uh twitch things like that I try oh yeah up. i try to keep up
0: it's good and and you do great content and of course i had you obviously on our raider show before and ryan knows you from running around los angeles and all that kind of stuff so we we all have great connections here but we wanted to talk about the nfl playoffs and we say hey we got to get this on but ryan and i were talking a little bit before you came on about the coaching carousel and we want to start in la where you're at which is the, the the jim harbaugh rumors with los angeles looks like at least from all the reports we're getting it's looking very positively like Jim Harbaugh could end up there. What are you hearing and what's your your uh, kind of, um, I guess, recollection of what's going on down there and what's happening and if you think it's going to happen?
1: Yeah, it seems like everybody was already penciling in the charges to get Jim Harbaugh. And then I don't know where the Atlanta Falcons are doing the interview with uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, I guess a day after they did it or a couple of days after Bill Belichick. So they're, they're trying to swing big over there. And I know a lot of Chargers fans are getting a little worried about it because, it seems like it's jim harbaugh or bust and it's not jim harbaugh you know they're, they're gonna lose it and, and i hate when people say <laughs> you know Chargers fan uh, charges don't have any uh, fans or they don't have a big fan of baseball well, yes they do i covered that team for about four four years and uh they they put a lot of pressure on the spanos family so i, I wonder what happens there and you know it's a little tricky scott around because obviously you need to go through the, the rooney rule you need to have these interviews you know on zoom and then in person you got to interview two or three different people and you know, for me, I, I'm all about you know diversity and making sure everybody gets a fair shake and gets a fair opportunity. But it's tricky when you already know who you want to get, and it feels like <laughs> you know the Chargers want to get Jim Harbaugh. But you know what? If the Chargers are doing a legit kind of you know uh, coaching search, this is a year to really do it. Like you have Mike oh, yeah, Mike Gravel's out there. You you know maybe Pete Carroll wants to come back. And, like he got forced into the front office and. You know, maybe you want to talk to Nick Saban. I don't know. I'm just trying to stir the pot there. But there's a lot of big names. Bill Belichick, like, are we just going to assume that Bill Belichick has no interest in Justin Herbert? And you know, we're all going to assume Bill Belichick is going to the Falcons or the Cowboys. But, hey, this is a year to really kind of get some intel on other teams. This is a year to get to know some candidates. This is a, this is a year to get to know people who could be coordinators on your staff, uh, defensive line coach, position coach, whatever it is. Just make sure it's a legit, you know, kind of search. And then, hey, after that, when you have a clear mind, you figure it out. You know what? You know, that that old CEO there from Miami Frank Smith could be something Ben Johnson Detroit could be something uh, Dave Canales from Tampa Bay could be something but you know what you want Jim Harbaugh he has the experience he's won everywhere he's gone he has history mm-hmm. and ties to the franchise he played the last two years with the Chargers he coached at University of San Diego so after that and you feel like you know what I could go to sleep at night and figure out I did this right give me Jim Harbaugh that's okay but it is kind <laughs> of a little silly process and I, I just spent this long answer you know trying to figure out a way how the charge is going to approach it but <laughs> if it's tim harbaugh i, would, I wouldn't I would knock it at all
2: i love it i love it well well first of all man great to see you i feel like it's been forever so yeah um good seeing you and and excited to hear you know maybe even after this hear how things have been going with you but um keeping it with the chargers and then i know scott and i will get more national now that you cover full national congrats on that by the way and doing Thank great you. work over at sports illustrated um but you, you kind of answered a little bit in your in your great answer but to get a little more maybe dialed in who are the coaches that you like the best? Not named John Harbaugh. So if it if it does happen where he doesn't either come here, either stays at Michigan or, or goes to Atlanta, which is the only place he's interviewed thus far, but who are some of the guys that you like? And then on top of that, I don't know how much you've looked into, I know you follow it closely, but when you look at this open GM job as well, which I think is a very sought after job. And, you know, obviously if it's Jim Harbaugh, I think the negotiation is that he'll have his pick. But if it's not, who are some GM candidates that you really like to take this this spot as well?
1: Yeah, the, the tricky part with the GM is, like, if you go big-name big, big name hunting, like, you got to make sure the, the coach and the GM are aligned, like, we're, like especially when these coaches who command a lot of money and a lot of decision or power, I should say, you know, they want to have the final say. So you better have a GM that you're you're aligned with, like, you're, you have a good chemistry with. Like, we saw what happened in Tennessee, you know, the, the rumors that came out that Mike Bravo and, and Rand Carton were not on the same page, and it kind of led to somebody, you know, being squeezed out and became Mike Bravo So... Now for me the GM spot's a little tricky but we've seen people who are connected to uh Jim Harbaugh uh Brown from the Giants came in and, and, and had an interview there and he's a young guy I I, forget, I think I saw like 36 years old something like that but uh, there's a lot of connections there Ian C- Cunningham too as I well, just interviewed and the and the Chargers are doing a good job too of interviewing a lot of people but uh yeah if it is not if it's not Jim Harbaugh you know good luck trying to tell that to the fan base but it is a good year like I mentioned to kind of just try you know you know and, and explore and see what's out there and I think the biggest thing I think you know you know, the charges are obviously very sensitive when it comes to the whole notion that they're cheap, they don't like to pay for coaches or, or pay for free agents, but you know, you know, that's not really the case. At least when it comes to free agents, I have covered the team. Maybe coaches are you know, they've they kind of tried the the new t- the, the first-time head coach, so you know the newcomer. I think they're sincere when it comes to saying, you know what, you want somebody with experience, somebody has done it before, and that costs more money. Uh you know, maybe it not might be Jim Harbaugh money, but how about you go get a Raheem Morris? And I get the Raheem Morris. You know connection with brandon staley being the dc of the rams might linger in people's mind i think that's kind of dumb mm-hmm. uh raheem Morris would be a great addition how about you bring back somebody familiar with the franchise frank smith the oc who uh with the miami dolphins had a, a great connection with sean slater and the offensive line and you know scott you probably know frank smith from his days with the raiders and john gruden yeah. he, and he started with sean paintings so he has a lot of you know experience and you know, for me, I've been keeping an eye on, on Dave Canales, what he did with Baker Mayfield and that offense and Mike Evans. So obviously you want to have somebody kind of like an offensive background for Justin Herbert, but you want somebody with experience too. Uh, you know, I feel like Dan Quinn is another one, too, but he might be going to Seattle, too. So mm. somebody with experience and a kind of a good eye for offense, you know, could check a lot of boxes with Justin Herbert.
0: Well, that's what's interesting about these big names being on the market, right? Because you're talking about Ben Johnson, Smith. Those guys are usually the candidates. And, of course, Raheem Morris, who's who's well-known around the league and, in my view, is one of the most deserving guys of a head coaching job at this point with what he's done. So you look at those guys and you think, man, the, and even though the Chargers brought them through, even though some of these other teams have interviewed them, um, they're not doing it. And then you look at the situation in Las Vegas, right? And, and even though Antonio Pierce did a great job of taking over in a tough situation, they haven't really even talked to a serious candidate other than Antonio Pierce, with all due respect to to uh, to the other two folks that interviewed through there, but they're not really serious candidates, right? They're not bigger names. They're not some of the up and coming coordinators. Talk a little bit about that with a Belichick, a Carroll, and a Vrabel out there uh, yes, there's eight openings, so you know some of these young guys are going to get a shot. But I think that changed the whole dynamic.
1: Yeah, you know it is a little quiet with the Raiders, and obviously, if you're Mark Davis, you want to also have like a, a legit kind of coaching search And 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 when you have so many big names out there, you got to maybe you know call Mike Rabel. And it's starting to get to a point where one of these big names might not even get a job. So yeah. uh, if that, if that's the case, that means you like who you have, and that's Antonio Pierce. And I really like what Antonio Pierce did for the Raiders, and. You know, I know Mark Davis is probably still kind of, you know, wondering what could have been with Rich Rich Versace, You know, when that interim head coach and took it the Raiders to the playoffs, and it didn't work out. And he's a great special teams coordinator. Uh, he's helped out the Packers as well. But uh, AP is a guy who, who, who really, you know, you know, the one knock for for being a players coach is like you care too much about what your players say. But they're out there being disciplined. They're not even getting flagged anymore, Scott. You know, you know, that's big <laughs> for the Raiders. And they're running the football. When Josh Jacobs went down, and Amir White came in. That tells me you know how to run the football with anybody can plug back there because you have a good scheme. You know how to get your offensive line together to run block and, and open it up. So obviously the biggest, you know, issue with the Raiders is finding a quarterback. But when AP came in and he fixed the running game, and then I get I get Patrick Graham was doing a, a great job with the defense. When when but when he took over, that defense got better too. So AP mm-hmm. is doing a little bit of everything. So they're disciplined, they're having fun. He has support from his from, from his players, but it's like, hey. We got we got the we got rules here. I know you're you Max Crosby or Devontae Adams or Josh Jacobs, but you're still gonna you know command and give me respect here. So uh, you're doing it the Raider way too, and it felt like with, with might with, with Josh McDaniels, the Patriot way was like a like a copy. It was a, it was forced. You're trying to do something different, and then when they fired Josh McDaniels, I kept saying, all right, Mark Davis, don't try to copy something else. Don't try, don't even try to copy what your dad did, the old Raider way. And somehow he stumbled it on, on Antonio Pierce. It's authentic. It's real. He's being true to himself, and people like that. So I, I think it should be AP all the way.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I don't see any other thing happening in Las Vegas there. All right, Bill Belichick. Gilberto, talk about Bill Belichick, because I before you got on, I was telling Ryan, I really believe that even though the dynamics would be interesting, that he ends up in Dallas. I know Arthur Blank will throw a bunch of money at him, but when you look at the situation he's in, He's 15 wins away, right, from becoming the all-time. So he's got to coach a couple years uh, unless he has one great, amazing year. But let's figure on at least two or three years of coaching if that's what he's going to do. The team that I look at, despite the disappointments in the playoffs, the team that's closest for him to come in and be able to work with that has a quarterback um, is is the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense there. And after, you know, the, the Cowboys were down, I don't know, I forget Thirty points, twenty points. I I was like, just go, go (laughs) hire, go (laughs) Belichick right now. Just just go do it. Like get it over with. And you know, part of me though, I I think I'm starting to believe some of this smoke that's coming out of Atlanta. Like you know, Mm. you've been in Boston for the last 24 years. You had a lot of spotlight with Tom Brady. Maybe you go to the Falcons, a little more laid back, a little more chill. Get to hang out with Bijan Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Go find a quarterback. It's easier said than done. That could be a big Mm -hmm. problem right there. But. If you want to be in the spotlight, if you want to just win Super Bowls and then go out and retire in three years, it's the Dallas Cowboys. you got to go do that. It's going to be more money. You know, Jerry Jones has a lot of money. But you want something kind of chill before you retire. You want to build something new. You want to get credit for building that and finding a quarterback and saying, hey, you know what? I got crushed in New England for this final year saying it was my fault. I'm I'm an old-timer. I don't know how to build a defense. I don't know how to, you know, groom players. I don't know how to have a good offense. So maybe Atlanta could be the way to do that to kind of, you know, quiet that noise about the last four years in New England. But if you want to win right away and, and you want to be remembered for a long time. And then I know uh, Bill Belichick is, is a good friends with uh, Jimmy Johnson. He's in the ring of honor already. All that, all that bad blood is gone. So maybe it's a good time for Bill Belichick to come in uh, and, and and hang around with, with the legends in Dallas. So I think it should be uh, Bill Belichick because that's what they need. Mike McCarthy did a good job of, of making that offense better from Kellen Moore, mm-hmm. uh, getting them to 12 and five, three years in a row. That's not easy. He he let Dan Quinn do his job, but when you keep you know flopping in the postseason, you maxed out. That that's all you could do right now, if you like. Yeah. So go go get Bill Belichick to get you to that those couple steps higher.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. Uh, you know, I was saying right before you jumped on Gilbert that as far as fits, it makes tons of sense, and especially going into somewhere Sorry, he's winning. Um, I would just be curious the dynamic because uh, I just don't know if he's going to want to take orders from Jerry Jones, who I think is clearly the the main guy. And it seemed like in New England he always had overall say and when things got bad craft kind of came in more and that's where the, the, you know, the, the friction came. So maybe he'd have more power in, in Atlanta or a Tennessee. So, um, but last question, coaching question. And then we, let's get to some of these games before we wrap up. Um, and this can even be quick. But I'm just curious. You know, we talked about the Raiders talked about the Chargers. We just mentioned the Cowboys in your opinion of all the openings right now. Um, what is the best opening for any coach out there right now?
1: You know, it's tough to say because, like, you know, the, the the only team that has a very good quarterback is the Chargers. You want Justin Herbert, and that really helps you out. And, and Ryan, I kept looking, okay, these teams that were quick fixes, like the Rams and the Packers, what was the, kind of the one common thing they had? They had a quarterback. They had Matthew Stafford and Jordan Love. I know people didn't know Jordan Love, but to learn for three years behind Aaron Rodgers, to get to work with Matt LaFleur, he was ready to go. He was a first-round pick. So they had the quarterback there. So... You know, when you have Justin Herbert, it could lead to quick, early, uh, successful seasons. But to me, you know, I'm going to go with Seattle. Uh, I know they might be they might be sold in a couple of years. That could kind of add a little wrinkle to it. But they have a great facility. They they, they have an, they play they play in a great city in Seattle. You got DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. You got a loaded defense. The defense they could change too. I think a lot of veterans on that side, but the defense is pretty good. Uh, you know, they've done some good job with John Schneider. They're the GM to draft, so. For me, if you some if you can make it work with Geno Smith, maybe that, that's fine. He's not the worst quarterback, but you could upgrade the quarterback position, and then the rest of that roster there—the one that really disappointed in twenty uh, twenty three—you can make that a quick fix too. So, I really like the the Charger job because of Justin Herbert. But in terms of everything else, you you want a little bit, like to check boxes. It might be Seattle for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, hell, let me tell you something, Gilbert. I I appreciate that because I actually loved the Seahawks going into the season. And you're right; they underachieved. But that roster is full, and they got draft capital, right? So they can go out. You get a new coach in. You want to go get a quarterback? Okay, you're not going to be at the top of the first round. I get that. But there's other quarterbacks there you can develop, and there's other options too. So uh, great take on that. All right, let's jump into the games this weekend. We got to start with the big one, and that, of course, is Kansas City going into Buffalo. You look at this game. Buffalo is going to get dumped on again with more snow, of course. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, first time in 15 playoff games, not counting neutral sites for the Super Bowl, Mahomes has to go on the road against what is the hottest team in the NFL and the Buffalo Bills. Talk about how you see that game coming out and and what's going to be the key for each one of those teams to try to win and advance to the, the AFC championship game.
1: Yeah, I feel like the the Dolphins victory, a lot of people don't want to give them credit for that one. And they did their job. They handled the Dolphins. They they dominated. And I get there. They were depleted on, on defense and, the, and the, the Chiefs were at home. But to see what Rasheed Rice did as a number one wide receiver, to see Isaiah Pacheco still moving the chains there, now at first, but uh, Rasheed Rice is kind of like, hey, be a safety net for Patrick Mahomes. We don't want you to be the, be the number one guy. Then it became, oh crap, Rasheed Rice. We don't have anybody else. Kadarius Tony's ain't doing anything. Uh, Sky Moore is hurt. You know what? Do you want to be the number one, number one wide receiver? And they really made him a focal point against the Miami Dolphins. And I was very impressed with Rasheed Rice there. And Travis Kelsey is a little older, but he still did his job with 71 yards there. So. That's what I what I focus on is Patrick Mahomes against a very banged up Bills defense. They lost two more guys, I felt like I, mm-hmm. I think that starter caliber, or even even three guys uh, in that Pittsburgh game, too. So you keep mm-hmm. losing guys defensively. So I'm gonna bet on Patrick Mahomes, even with a sluggish offense, to go into Buffalo in a very banged up, you know, defense. But the the matchups that I'm really intrigued about, I'm sure you guys are too, Ryan and Scott is like best on best. Josh Allen, Josh Allen offense against Chris Jones and that Chiefs defense, the Jerry Sneed. Mm-hmm. Trek McDuffie, all these weapons on both sides, defense and offense. So I like what Josh Allen did to incorporate Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. So it's Need and McDuffie are covering, uh, you know, Diggs and, and Khalil Shakur. You got two tight ends. You got James Cook who's helping me out in the passing game as well, too. Joe Brady has done a great job, but that Chiefs defense, they really shut down the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins offense has been quiet since the uh, 70-20 game in September, <laughs> but the way they did it, you know, they reminded me of the, the, the chiefs dominant defense from the first two months of the season, they kind of regress in the back half of the season. But when you got Chris Jones, Nick Bolton, those cornerbacks, like I mentioned, or Justin Reed, uh, they're very talented defensively. And it could really hamper Josh Allen.
2: Yeah. What, what Brett Veach has done there with his, you know, defenses. It reminds me, I know, I know John Elway gets a lot of flack as a GM, but people forget that, you know, the 2012, 2013 Broncos were obviously very offensively dynamic. One of the greatest seasons ever with Peyton Manning in 13, and then they flopped and became a defensive juggernaut in 15 and won the Super Bowl that year. And it feels very similar in a sense to the, the Chiefs. So um, I guess we'll work uh, last game backwards to so go to the next game before that you look at the Buccaneers and lions and oh man, I I love the storylines on this two former number one, overall picks, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield. I want to ask, I'll ask you this question. It's not just a a generic uh, preview matchup question. Um, Who of these quarterbacks has more to gain by winning this game. I know when you moved to the Rams beat here in LA, Goff was already gone, but obviously Jared Goff's name gets mentioned a lot here in Los Angeles and, and Baker Mayfield play here in LA too. Um but he's bounced around and now what he's done in Tampa, so and being in the shadow of Tom Brady. So in your opinion, who has more to gain out of these two QBs to come out on top and head to the NFC Championship?
1: Yeah, that's that's a tough one and a good question. Both number one overall picks there and they both have a playoff win now with their with their respective franchises. So it kind of feels like they already did a, did enough to stick around for another year? Yeah, but you know, Baker Mayfield maybe might be the one because he, he only had a he has a one year contract approved deal and he's you know done some wonderful things with in that one year. But what if you lose your OC Dave Canales and, and as people are saying, hey, well it, it was Dave. It, I, I like to call him Dave Channels, like a Canales Channels in <laughs> Spanish. But Dave Channels did all the work there. Maybe you're not the guy. Baker and he leaves and maybe he doesn't get a contract there. So you could really quiet people if you go in Detroit. And you win that game, you have two playoff uh, victories on your resume. But same thing with Jared Goff; like he has, I don't think he has any more guaranteed money on his contract. There might be some void years on the contract, and you want to make yourself more money, win another playoff game, and and, and he beat a very good Rams team that's going to really kind of linger in people's mind, like Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, people who had to make the des- decisions in Detroit. But if you go to the NFC title game, and you win those two games, like you know, I could definitely, you know, I'm not giving you a, a straight up answer, Ryan, but I could definitely feel like. You know these guys have both done enough to stick around for another year but if you really really want to earn that paycheck get some more guaranteed money make sure you're safe when it comes to when it becomes march and the new calendar year in the nfl go win a playoff game for the second time and definitely uh you will not be you will not be cut off guard when it comes to the offseason yeah,
2: yeah aside it, from, sorry scott real quick that's aside okay go from- Aside from money, Goff might just get a statue in Detroit if he does that. He's yeah. so, like a statue if he can win this game and keep going. Go ahead, yeah,
0: what a great story. And and that, as you guys mentioned, the story with Baker Mayfield, too, just both those teams. I'm actually picking Tampa Bay in an upset. But anyway, oh. let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. You talk about getting that security, winning games in the playoffs as a player, which brings us to who's going to be the MVP, which, of course, Lamar Jackson, barring some weird circumstance. Uh, but we all know what the story is there too, right? If there's anything that people talk about, he answered a lot. I think this year with his play, able to throw the ball better downfield limiting as much. I mean, he ran of course, cause he's a great athlete, but you look at that situation in Baltimore, with Lamar Jackson uh, getting Houston, Houston, obviously young team is an amazing story as well with CJ Stroud, D'Amico Ryans. They got to go to Baltimore now. It, it, it does, does Lamar have to win these games. Does he have to get far in the playoffs to kind of get that situation kind of off the narrative?
1: Yeah. You know, when we're talking about Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield, like, you know, they're they're looking for a long-term home. They're looking for more money. Obviously, they're millionaires, but you want more money at the end of the day. Lamar Jackson has his money. He has his home. He's locked (laughs) in with Baltimore. But when it comes to pressure and narratives and people saying you're not a true uh, quarterback, you're, you're, you're like a combination of a, a running back and, and who happens to be a good passer. Like a lot of people just, you know, discredit Lamar Jackson. And I have not been one of those people. I think, you know, before this year, I'm like, he's a, he's a great passer. One of the best passers in the NFL. A great, you know, you know downfield passer. You know, obviously, you know, he doesn't like to, to he doesn't, whenever, when the, when the pocket collapses, he doesn't like to run first. He's, he likes to extend plays and then push the ball down the field. But this time with Todd Monkin, the OC, I wanted to see kind of like, okay, you know, how much are you well-rounded as a passer? Are you, you know, on the level of, of Patrick Mahomes and, and, and we think about, you know, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, when he gets on fire, or even like a CJ Stroud, like these or Joe Burr, obviously. But like, when it comes to being a pocket assassin, how good is a Martin Jackson? And maybe he's not a guy who's going to stand in the pocket. But when I see this guy going to the right, going to the left, and it's been mm-hmm. four or five seconds, you can't bring the guy down and his eyes are still down the field. That is when Lamar Jackson is very dangerous. When you see Isaiah Likely going up for like like a jump ball, you see Zay Flowers on the field, you see OBJ. Like Lamar Jackson already had my respect as a passer, but this what he did with Tom Munkin really to me was okay. He's a top five passer in this game. I don't care that he has some good rushing yards as well. He is a nightmare to to match up. What match wise is a is a, a, a nightmare to be on the field. I still remember, remember that Jaguars game where the defenders on the ground with his hands in his face, like how the heck did he <laughs> do that? How do you throw that pass? But if he doesn't win this game. And they're the number one seed. You've had two weeks off. You're fresh. Your team's been crushing people. You have probably the best defense in the NFL. You have good coaching. Even the coordinators are great. Todd Munkin, Mike McDonald. It's all set up for you to beat this young, pesky CJ stroud led team with D'Amico Ryan's first-year head coach. Like, if you don't do it, you know, and it's maybe unfair, but the criticism for Lamar Jackson, people will not be quiet. We all know. I guess now on X or TikTok, like we brought up earlier, they're gonna they're gonna crush Lamar Jackson. And I think it's unfair. Mm-hmm. Like if Josh Allen loses his game, like oh he's he's great. I love his intangibles and his skill set. He's a <laughs> rocket arm, top five quarterback. If Lamar loses his game, he he does not get the same, same treatment. I feel like uh, he, he gets all the blame. He gets all the blame. But I get it. He's getting get paid. He's get paid. He's getting paid sure. fifty million dollars per year. You better win sure. a playoff game, and that's his knock. But in terms of his game, I think he has it. But it is a lot of pressure.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely unfair. I mean, and, but to what we kind of have been talking about offline too, is like, this is the first year playoff year that I can remember where he's had this many resources on offense in terms of skill players, in terms of the play calling. Cause you know, going from Greg Roman and Tom Mock, and I think it's a fairly different offenses and he's adjusted so well and played so well. So, um, I, you know, I hope for his sake, he is, you know, it's going to be a great game and can't wait to see that matchup. But, uh, Scott, you threw me off. You skipped this game and went to the first one. So I guess we'll end with the <laughs> Niners package hey, I, game. I, I,
0: gilbert i gotta keep him on his toes man yeah, you know yeah, you guys that? you guys living in the sunny weather he gets a little you know his mind wanders so i gotta hey, keep him on task cloudy today we're dealing with i don't know what
1: you're talking about when i get yeah. to 60 degrees I'm, I'm struggling that's
0: cold yeah, man
2: it's like 59 and cloudy like i'm gonna yeah. the 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 heavy jacket but um <laughs> so look at this last game gilbert one verse seven Um, would have been seen as a terrible matchup and all of a sudden the Packers and Jordan Love, one of the hottest quarterbacks right now. It's kind of funny. It almost feels like Jordan Love. I know he's not a rookie, but he feels like Brock Purdy last year, like Purdy won all those games going into the playoff, was the talk of the town. And that's kind of Jordan Love has really just came out of nowhere. And everyone, there was even reports early in the season that Gunhurst wasn't ready to commit to him as his, his full-time franchise QB. And I think that's probably changed now and he looks good. You have the connection of Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur. Obviously they have history. Um, so I'll ask you this. What are you most looking forward to in a one versus seven game that usually would be seen as a blowout, but now is really intriguing.
1: Yeah. And I'll go off what you said uh, about the GM with the Packers. Like it, like, it felt like when they agreed to that, uh, it's kind of like a mini contract extension where you got, you got another year, or I guess the guaranteed is a fifth year option. It might mm-hmm. be another year on top of it, but it kind of felt like, why do you lock yourself in for such a short-term deal when you could have a monster year in your first year of the starting quarterback and then really break the bank? But you know, it, it kind of felt like you know Jordan Love wants to secure some money just in case it does not work out. It is It's, it's kind of a, a weird territory, where like you're going through, through something new. Maybe you are a good quarterback, but your surroundings don't help you out. Maybe you don't know how Matt LaFleur is without Aaron Rodgers, and he locked himself into a contract. It kind of felt like, I don't know if that's the right move. And they lose four games in a row and they can't do anything he's throwing killer interceptions they're mm-hmm. banged up on the offensive line not look uh can't can't score points uh, or generate points for his offense or just you know open up the playbook for uh jordan love and then they just really took off and and
2: the chargers yeah yeah <laughs> that
1: was it might have happened with the rams first of that brett ripping game yeah they won to kill the streak and then he had his confidence and then you know what i could throw against that Chargers defense he never looked back ever since. So, Jordan Love has been fantastic. Uh, they could definitely make noise here, uh, you know, with Dontavis Wicks, Jaden Reed, so many young pass catchers that I, I want to see them, you know, push the 49ers, But the 49ers are just on a different level, you know. They have, you know, any, any all the pass catchers we name with the Packers, they have better ones, <laughs> you know, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, George Kittle, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams. So. Uh, you know, I expect, you know, the 49ers to handle the Packers, but it won't be easy and it should be a pretty fun game.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting that that same thing, too, with Shanahan right in San Francisco is sort of winning deeper into the playoffs and getting past that. Of course, when you run out of quarterbacks like you did last year, it makes it a little difficult, but uh, it's going to be an exciting playoff run. Uh, Gilbert, as always, man, we appreciate you being with us. Make sure you follow him up on X dot com at G 24. And you can find links there to his TikTok and everything like that. Also check out compass on the beat. Yeah, Great show. You guys have a good time on that one as well, man. Thanks so much for spending so much time with us today and enjoy the playoffs. And we'll catch up with you down the line.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Good timing. Cause my uh, laptop is about to die. I did not charge it. So uh, <laughs> I was afraid I was going to just disappear, but it would have been perfect timing. But you know what? I'll head out on that. No, thank you. Ryan. It was a good time. Thanks. Good. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Care there man. you go.